0: tim and yoshi back at it for another tim and yoshi show on this beautiful day in the freest place in america arizona i mean i know you know those of you in texas might disagree uh but you know your gun laws are nowhere near as free as us uh those of you in uh, florida may disagree but guess what i mean i went to florida and texas and was hassled about not wearing masks uh in the past when i was able to walk around freely in arizona so you guys can suck it just kidding obviously not trying to make Fights with uh, the other free freedom states because there's so many other bad states that are out there. But anyways, absolutely loving being here. I'm a little bit disappointed I'm not headed to Anarcopoco, but you know it's really hard to justify trying to uh, you know head to a place where you've got to wear a mask to go to a freedom event. And then I know in uh, you know the state of Guerrero down there, from what I've heard, it's like absolutely awful with people having to wear a mask and and you know and anyways, I was, it's very hard for me to go to this freedom oriented place that I'm at right now uh, where it's been business as usual for a year now to head to a place where it's not as free so uh, you know so I'm gonna miss the people that aren't there uh, well myself uh, and missing the people I guess that are there that I will not be seeing but anyways we're gonna queue to a video right now where it was a councilwoman and I think it's the head of the councilwoman in Ottawa to uh, see what they've got to say <laughs>
1: On day eight of this occupation, our city is under siege. This group is emboldened by the lack of enforcement by every level of government. They are terrorizing our residents, torturing them with incessant honking, threatening them, and preventing them from leading their lives. People cannot go to work. Or open their businesses. They cannot sleep, walk, shop, go to medical appointments or enjoy their neighborhood. This group.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing is the Ottawa City Council that last week called for the $11 million in GoFundMe to be taken and given to leftist causes and they announced that. They said, we'll decide who to give it to and stole the money.
1: We all need to work together. This is not something this country has ever seen before. I understand Mark uh, Carney referred to it as sedition today. I think that's exactly what it is. This is treason. This is way bigger. This is a group of well-polished professional people that are trying to overthrow the gun, the the government of democratically elected government of this country. This is not it's not a target on the city of Ottawa. It's much bigger than that. It's really an insurrection. It's a it's an attack on our democracy. It's an attack on our federal government. It has a lot of international elements to it. The money is flowing from the U.S. Um, This is right out of the Trump playbook.
0: Yeah, so my favorite part about that has to be what she says, like, like that it's underneath siege. I mean, do these people have any idea what like, the word siege really means? I mean, they're sort of acting like it's like some sort of, uh, you know, sacking of Rome or something like Visigoths when it's really just, you know, a bunch of cars honking their horns. So, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous, you know, the uh, you know hyperbole used when it's like, you know, these people are terrorizing us and, you know, they're honking their horns. And then you've got you know Trudeau saying it's just a bunch of white supremacists. And you know, speaking of white supremacists, you know, we'll flash on screen an article from uh the Economist magazine, which for those of you who don't know, the Economist was started by the Rothschild family. I believe it's 51% owned by them. It's either 50 or 51. And you know, they did have the article in 1987 that was a uh showed basically like a what looked like almost like Bitcoin. And then there was a, a phoenix sort of rising from the ashes and then said, uh, is the world ready for a one-world currency? And then 33 years later they uh, had their GovCoins article that came out actually last May. And actually I bought that one. Actually, I own that one. And so it's just very fitting that like the Rothschild family that's literally behind, you know, this high tech modern slave system was, you know, pretty much behind the other slave system too, but you know, controlling all the money, uh, that these are the ones saying what's the the quote It's the charm of cryptocurrency for white supremacists and you know it's just you know gandhi has had a saying where i believe it was gandhi where it said you know first they ignore you then they fight you then they win so obviously we're in the fighting stage and you know it's not gonna be easy i mean no one ever said the great reset's gonna be easy no one ever said you know there's not going to be different attacks to get launched at you know different freedom solutions. Obviously one of the freedom solutions is uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and particularly some private current privacy currencies and it's crazy that and again not making recommendations on this but uh like Monero I checked today it was like number 46. So you know it's barely in the top 50 and so you got one privacy coin in the top 50 and you know I do expect these to get bastardized. I do expect them at some point to be made illegal um, but, you know, eventually when everyone is on a CBDC, when everyone, you know, is forced to, you know, have the government mark, you know, at that point, you know, I think the privacy coins will take off. So unfortunately the, like the, I guess the bullish case is that stuff gets so bad that the average everyday, you know, debt slave out there walking around, uh, you know, getting into fights at, uh, actually let's look at Yoshi right now. crazy. <laughs> so when you've got you know like the average everyday you know uh, you know person getting into a fight over at the Golden Corral over steaks, you know starting to realize you know that they've been in this you know boiling pot and now they're at the point where it's you know actually boiling and you know, starting to fry them alive that you know, maybe even they will start to wake up to us. And, and just look at what was going on with the Canadian truckers when they had, I forgot the amount that got up to, it was like 10 million, you know, for like nine to $11 million that was stolen uh, from from their GoFundMe, which, you know, at this point, you know, you shouldn't be using GoFundMe. There's, you know, better options. I think there's like gogetfunding.com or there's obviously Bitcoin, so you could bypass the whole thing to begin with. But then I guess if you're sending Bitcoin to, you know, one person who's not to say they make off with the money or something, but you know, it just goes to show you like that is where things are going with the central bank digital currency. Like that is your preview. They want to block you, they want to shut you off. The guy that's in charge of the Bank of International Settlements, job of the hut, named Augustus Carsons, he says we want the ability to shut you down, we want the ability to block financial transactions. And so we're not speculating what they want to do, they're telling us what they want to do. And so, you know what? When somebody tells you what they want to do. Uh, and it's something really bad and it's, you know, some 400 pound fat fuck banker uh, that runs the Bank of International Settlements, which is its own fucking country in the city of basically outside of Basel, Switzerland. Uh, there's a good book on that. Uh, I think it's called the, the Tower of Basel or something like that. I actually, I've read it and I own it, but ah oh, man, it's going me nuts what the exact name of that is. Oh, uh, well, there's another dog over here. I don't want Yoshi to uh, take off and see that dog. So luckily he didn't see the dog. But, uh, yeah, I think it's called the Tower of Basel. But yeah, it's its own, its own city, just sort of, I'm oh, sorry, its own country, sort of like the Vatican. And so that way, you know, that's, you know, it's a whole nother issue in and of itself. I believe we did a video, uh, the Richard Grove video. I think we touched quite a bit on that. Uh, you know, that video is about a year ago. You can find that on timandjohnshow.com or go back to Odyssey or BitChute to, uh, to locate that one. Or, you know, maybe Arthur Diamond can link that one down below. But um, yeah, so I mean, this is you know exactly what's going to ha- be happening when you have a central bank digital currency. They're going to be able to shut you down. They're going to be able to turn you off. And so, I mean, I think that's another paradigm shifting moment where at that point, more people realize what's the deal with uh, cryptocurrencies. And I am going to get to a client question of mine uh, just because it would have been like way too long of an answer to have to type this out. And what I did is last week, I gave a sorry it's actually probably about three weeks two and a half weeks ago i gave a client uh webinar presentation probably the most important one i've ever given and i'm thinking about sending it out in the next you know week and a half to people on the email list so if you guys want to see what i deem is the most important presentation i've ever given you guys can go to timandjohnshow.com sign up for the email list and then I will be sending it to that email list and pretty much anyone who's signed up in any one of my lead magnets in the past, I uh, will be sending that information out. It's not gonna be on YouTube. It's not gonna be on Fit shoot. It's not gonna be on Odyssey. So it's on a private server. And uh, so if you guys do want that, minus the Q and A part of that, I will uh, you know make sure you do sign up down below. Cause ultimately, you know, we do want to reverse what's going on. We do want to stop what's going on. We wanna have a free country. We wanna you know we want our kids to be free. And you know one of the I think the funnier things I saw from the Canadian uh, trucker protest is that you know they interviewed a guy and it goes, I'm here for my kids just to get back to normal. They haven't played hockey. It's been a disaster. Just end, just give us back what we need to live again, Trudeau, Doug Ford. Just listen to us, said Sam Kovac of Woodsley, Ontario so I mean, I think that that's pretty funny that you've got all these different things going on in the world and You know all these freedoms being taken away in Canada and the number one thing they um, they basically have to say is uh, You know, we haven't been able to play hockey in two years So, you know, that's a very, you know, Canadian type answer and you know, I thought that was absolutely hilarious like you almost couldn't even script a probably funnier answer to all the all the tyranny that's going on and you know unfortunately like most movements are very susceptible to being co-opted and taken over uh you know pretty much everything has been you know taken over at one point or another i mean you've got you know the tea party got hijacked by like the glenn beck you know Fox news type crowd that, you know that started off as uh you know the ron paul movement and you've got you know the qanon you know hackage hijacking you know sort of like all the Pedophile pizza gate type stuff and again, you know pizza gate That's a whole thing to make it seem like the whole movement was just you know everything being quarterbacked from some basement uh, You know, I forgot the guys names like James Anopolis or anyways, it was... anyways I'm not, not gonna get into the whole thing uh, But you know that whole thing got you know all the Trump people they got basically hijacked not all of them But you know a lot of them got hijacked, you know the anti-vax movement, you know, that's been hijacked by uh, basically a bunch of people that want a grandstand about how you know awesome they are and cool they are and don't really want to encourage grassroots movements and don't want to encourage people to say that vaccines are dangerous because uh you know they wanna you know they don't want to like, scare people or upset people. Well then not wanting to scare people or ruffle the feathers has you know helped get us to the fucking place we're at now. So you know that question you know how great their current strategy is going. And again, not really Monday morning quarterbacking this stuff and you got Bitcoin that was hijacked in 2014. but you know before we get back to, uh, to the Bitcoin hijacking in 2014, let's play a little video from uh, Greg Reese report. And I uh, you know he's one of Alex Jones guys, but anyways he talks about how there's some uh, actually I can't remember the, all the details right now is was basically like this uh, uh, separatist uh, exit movement that's going on in some part of Canada. Now they're trying to align themselves with Ottawa. but then that group is backed by Soros. So you know, I would be very careful of watching out for false flags. Very uh, careful of watching out for co-opting going on in that movement. But, anyways, we're gonna go play a little bit of that video right now.
2: Our government has been in close contact with the mayor of Ottawa and municipal and provincial officials. So far, the RCMP has mobilized nearly 300 officers to support the Ottawa police services and is ready to do more. Rather than face the Canadian people, Justin Trudeau is sicking his police on them. Governments have been hiring globalist players and thugs for years. Meet Peter Slowly, known for being woke. Seven years ago, as deputy police chief, Peter Slowly said that being black made him a suitable candidate for Toronto's next police chief and claimed a more important factor was his experience as a United Nations peacekeeper, an international police force known for raping and pillaging communities under the flag of peace. It was reported that there was much animosity when Slowly was not chosen to be Toronto's first black police chief. And a year later, he resigned. During his resignation speech, he bragged about tempting offers coming from the international private sector and went on immediately to join the company Deloitte, whose CEO sits on the board of directors at Pfizer and who was awarded over $40 million by the CDC to build a vaccine management system. A couple months before the COVID-19 scandemic, Peter slowly was made chief of the Ottawa police. While the world celebrates the inspiring human spirit coming from the people of Canada, their own police steal their gasoline to freeze them out. Families and children. And the foundations of an incoming false flag are now being identified. Meet Peter Downing a former cop for the RCMP who was given full pay and a clean record after a criminal conviction. Downing is the head of Wexit, an Alberta separatist movement seeking to overrule Canadian law with decrees set by the United Nations and funded by a woman who sits on the board of the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council founded CrowdStrike, which ties them to Hillary Clinton. They are funded by George Soros and the Ukraine's Burisma. They are considered a threat to constitutional order by the Russian government, and they fund Peter Downing's Wexit. Wexit has made itself a part of the Ottawa protests, and their connections to George Soros and the RCMP should be cause for alarm. People need to be on the lookout for state-sponsored shenanigans.
0: We've been told that one of the triggers or indicators that they are going to physically move against us and start arresting us is when our media goes down. When all of our
2: telecommunications devices do go down, when we go fully black, the next phase of this will be the public order units will move in on us and start kettling.
0: This is it. If there's a media blackout of everybody that you're connected to with this Freedom Convoy, That's your trigger, that you know something is up, and I would encourage you to make arrangements and immediately start heading to Ottawa.
2: Trudeau's liberals are now scurrying to pass their new anti-hate laws straight out of communist China, where a Canadian can be fined $70,000 and thrown in jail for up to four years for the crime of posting anything on the internet that the government deems inappropriate. Reporting for Infowars. This is Greg Reese.
0: Yeah, so I mean, just be very careful that you know people don't fall for you know some sort of false flag or agent provocateurs or you know somebody trying to you know come in there to basically make you know this, everything going on right now with the trucker protest look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, just stepped on like some something really sharp in my shoe, which is you know part of the I guess the hazards of doing the walk and talk but you know absolutely you know i think out of all the videos i do like these ones are my favorite obviously without having and even the notes are like just like little kind of like bullet points uh aside from like a couple quotes i guess that i have in there so you know i don't have everything memorized because i go through like tons of information a day but great just drop the notes that i did have but you know getting back to bitcoin being hijacked uh what you had was you had this company called blockstream uh and you know let me get into the client question and hopefully i have it on here so one of my clients ashley says uh she, you know basically she she seems to think there is evil afoot when it comes to crypto she was asked me yesterday if we should be concerned about the recent craig wright case so let me sort of back up the like one of the very first the very first crypto episode I ever did, which actually I hung out with this guy yesterday, so it's somewhat uh, coincidental. Went to the Phoenix Open, and absolutely, you know, beautiful weather out here. So, you know, it's pretty much probably one of the best days we've, we've had. But anyway,s that quick aside, I did a video talking about. I think it's called Cryptos and Conspiracies One. Uh, there was never a two, it was just ended up being that one. But you know, I will we'll go link in that video. It's on my bit shoot, I'm like the crypto section. It's like the very first one. And I think it talks about like the Bilderbergs and all that. But essentially like without getting into every detail, you had this company, Blockstream. Blockstream uh, were the ones who started funding the Bitcoin Core Development Group. And these guys weren't necessarily like these were more like computer dork guys, and not necessarily uh, you know freedom-oriented guys. And so they got bought off for like um, like 70 million dollars to fund them. And so the company that funded them was uh, AXA, AXA. A, a very, very, very well, I think the largest uh, French uh, basically like insurance giant there is, like one of the largest insurance, one of the largest companies in the world, uh, AXA. And the head of AXA was Henry DeCastries. Henry DeCastries, and actually this part isn't in my, isn't in my notes, and I, I'm actually cl- taking credit as like, the person that figured this out because I, the first company I ever interviewed for was AXA. And then through studying Bilderberg, I just happened to know that Henry DeCastries Castries, the head of AXA. Now when I interviewed for them, I was you know 22 years old, just graduated college and had no idea about any of this stuff in case anyone's like, oh, see, look, here he was trying to work for the Bilderberg Group no i was 22 and had no idea and didn't end up taking the job anyway so 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 henry de castries was the former had a multiple time head of the a brick steering committee so a lot of the times the past 10 years when it wasn't claus schwab it was uh, henry de castries and so what they did is with bitcoin there was a couple different solutions to try to scale bitcoin because they always knew uh when bitcoin was first created there was no reason to have like bigger blocks and to fit more information in there because there was like nobody using it. So it's sort of like, you know, why drive like a stretch limo if you only have like a family of two and you know, you're sort of a loner and you never go out like it's like you don't really need that. It's unnecessary or like having like a minivan or something like you don't need that and so they made it a one megabyte block and so there's one group that said hey let's just make the block two megabytes and you know that would sort of be a good like stopgap to like basically figure stuff out and other groups like oh no let's take some of the information here and go there and do the SegWit stuff and jumble stuff around and then uh, then we'll also make it bigger at some point in the future and I have like the full actual technical breakdown of this in the video but you know it gets into really nerd dork stuff that I've already forgot which is part of the reasons why I make videos so that way I don't have to go back and try to remember all the nuances of everything but like a high level you know basically they took a whole bunch of some of the code of here and moved it over there to be able to fit more information into the blocks and uh so there's two groups of people one group that was led by roger ver who's known as bitcoin jesus he wanted to uh just increase the size to double to double the to double it the other group of people wanted to do what i was just talking about and that group was funded by blockstream and so my um conspiracy theory on this is that basically Blockstream uses it as a problem reaction solution because they were the ones coming out with Lightning Network and so they deliberately in essence fucked up Bitcoin and they created a problem because they were the ones who were eventually rolling out the solution. So that's a classic Hegelian dialectic of problem reaction solution. It's great seeing all these kids out here who are um I got kids who want to be on YouTube apparently, so I'm just gonna keep walking. Um, So with Bitcoin, I mean, at the Lightning Network level, it can be taken over And without getting into like a complete overview of what Lightning is. I mean, technically, let's say there's there's five of us, we're all friends, we all go out to the bar every now and then, or we go out to restaurants or games or who knows. Um, And so what we would do is we each throw, let's say, a hundred bucks into this channel. And then when we want to you know, settle up at the end of the night. It's like, okay, I owe you 20 bucks. You know, you John owes this person $30. And it's it all sort of stays on the channel, but it never actually goes to the main Bitcoin layer. And so by having this lightning network, it sits one layer above. So it's sort of like you're creating like your own little kitty that's like one layer above the actual Bitcoin network. So they would call this like a layer two solution. But then eventually, let's say a year from now, you know, we want to settle up. And So what we would do is say, okay, well, we're going to go settle things up to then bring it back to the main Bitcoin layer. And then at that point, you'd have to pay like the normal transaction fee, which hopefully would be lower anyways, because at that point, more people would be using Bitcoin or using Lightning, which I guess hopefully people, more people aren't using Lightning. But um, what my conspiracy theory that I've been talking for a while, since I, since I found out about Lightning, Is that eventually lightning networks are going to be the banks and that's where they're going to KYC you? then that's where they're going to eventually try to shut you down and that's where you know the evil could be afoot and that that's like one way um another way that you know the the evil could be afoot is that just i guess to finish off with the lightning network so you know you're you're settling up at the the base layer and at that point it would be a more expensive transaction fee hey get over here And then at that point, you know, it would be a slower uh, transaction. So for the really fast transactions that cost next to nothing, that would be lightning. And that's where I think they're eventually going to start, you know, that's that's where the gotcha is going to come in. And that's where they're going to start screwing people is going to come from that lightning network. So, you know, it's important to, you know, be aware of this ahead of time. And the other thing is like i'm sure there's ways where you can run your own node and you can uh like i think start running Labs has one and, and actually I, I know they have one because i own it but it's even like like yeah, i'm running a node but i'm not really doing anything with it because you know i've been too busy but essentially you could run it through your own node and, and host your own lightning network but the thing is it's it's not like gram adjust button easy yet and although some of these technical guys will say oh yeah just do this and just do that and just do this and, this and this and that and you know what? i'm sure if i Spent enough time figuring out, I can figure it out, but I'm not really in the active business of, you know, buying and selling Bitcoin. I'm just a hobbler, so, you know, I'm just, you know, stacking it and uh, not really that big of a deal to me. Uh, But anyways, the other side of the equation was Bitcoin cash, but from an investment standpoint, you know, unfortunately not everybody necessarily cares about the philosophy behind this. And so I I don't know if Bitcoin Cash is the best investment, but from a use standpoint, you know, it actually does work. It actually is more like Bitcoin than uh, than even what than even what Bitcoin is. So, you know, it is important to just you know understand that I do have a video called Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash that goes over that in much greater detail when this whole Bitcoin Civil War was going on in uh, August of 2017. So you guys can check that one out. I know it's on BitChute, and uh, yeah, I'm 10% sure it's on BitChute. Uh, and then it's one of the videos that's like right after that Bilderberg video, too, that I was mentioning. So, you know, I've always been aware that there are these attack vectors. And I didn't get into Bitcoin initially because I thought it was going to be the mark of the beast. However, what I didn't realize is that the it was blockchain. This is when Bitcoin was a dollar. When Bitcoin was a dollar, I thought, that, you know, maybe like even less than that. I thought that it was going to be the mark of the beast. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or credit card interest payment to interest card payment at this point and uh, I had a bunch of stuff going on and it was super, super difficult to get Bitcoin at this point, I guess, unless you knew somebody and I didn't know somebody. So, uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, gonna go on the Silk Road to get it. And, you know, if I did get it, I probably would have went and not gox and lost it all anyways. So, um, but, you know, ultimately everybody gets the price they deserve, but it's the, it's the blockchain technology is gonna be used to enslave you. I mean, just like a gun can be used to kill you or it can be used to defend your life. And so in, in this instance, the blockchain technology, if you're using the layer one and you're using different things where they're not, custodial wallets, because the lightning networks, like in order, you Yoshi going crazy. So the Lightning Networks right now as they stand, like I believe, I mean, El Salvador, they have their wallet that I think is called like Jello or it's a cool in Spanish, whatever that word is. Uh, And what they're doing is basically it's like a non-custodial wallet, aka means you don't hold on to your keys, meaning that, you know, basically it could be taken from you. And so that's where I think the more evil is afoot and they're going to make it sexy and cool and they could, you know, crash the price of Bitcoin, you know, relatively easily or crypto and then say, oh, we've got the stable coin and we'll, uh, you know, you don't need to worry about the stable coin, um, you know, the Fed coin, because, you know, it's always gonna be backed by the dollar and look at all these, you know, bells and whistles and we'll give you a free this or that or we'll give you a universal basic income. And then eventually, you know, it gets to the point where, oh, you said something uh, the government didn't want you to say and boom, they take your money and (laughs) <laughs> she was just going crazy again. And so, I mean, there are dangers to watch out for. And it's a very nuanced question. You know, just like if somebody said, Oh, hey, I hear guns are dangerous. Well, yeah, I mean, it works both ways. And so it can be used to protect you or be used to save you. And, you know, even though I'm in a nice neighborhood now, you know, I've, you know, I'm usually having, have one, have one now. So, uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean that because, you know, in the hands of somebody that does something wrong, it doesn't mean that they should all be banned just like because you know bitcoin blockchain technology could be used to enslave you it can also be used to free you and if you don't do this and you don't have these hedges in place it's going to be used to enslave you and so you might as well get on you know part of the freedom train aspect of this too but then also have things like gold and silver and have other hedges and you know have uh have firearms and have lead, and have you know food and you know and do these other things because you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of different ways this can shake out. No one has a crystal ball, and you know, it probably will come down, you know, at some point to you know some sort of food crisis, you know, because it because it always does. But you know, it, I I hope that helped answer the question because, or you know, probably left you maybe with even more uh, more questions than answers. But then you got even like above uh, layer two, you'd have something like a cash app or PayPal, which actually now is using Lightning. I think as of like a couple days ago, so. Um, but i mean it's not a custodial wallet anyway so you know and i actually and i do use cash app makes it easy uh you know i do have like some stock in uh in square or block i guess as it's called now so you know just a full disclosure on that but uh you know ultimately people do get the price that they uh deserve and you know i guess i didn't deserve the dollar price because i was you know too busy doing other shit. and uh you know even though i told some people you know some very wealthy people at it you know sub uh you know about thirty dollars so, you know, I didn't deserve that price. I tried getting in the second time it hit a thousand. I'm like, and it was like 1100. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait till it goes back down to a thousand. And then never did. And I think I got in like an 1800. Uh, still good, but not, and, and and This is we're talking like barely anything. Uh, you know, just wanted to test it out. Wanted to know how to use uh, all the wallets work. Wanted to use how to how to go from like one place to another. Uh, and actually, I was actually a bigger fan of Ethereum uh, because at the time there was, you know, I've been basically shut down from Facebook uh, right out of the gates. Uh, I was kneecapped immediately on Facebook and shadow banned, you know, before anybody else, much in November of 2016. And it was, you know, went from reaching millions of people on that platform to literally nothing overnight. And so I was like, okay, how can we mitigate against this? How can we protect ourselves? How can we be on a platform that can't just push a switch and screw you? And then that's when I found out about Ethereum and found out about how this like whole decentralized network. And uh, now Ethereum does have its own problems and it's got massive scaling problems and you know there's supposed to be Ethereum 2.0 and we do have competitors and you know a lot of risk associated with that too, just like anything. But you know that's why you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket. Again, if you want to see the what I deem the most important client webinar I've ever given, uh, well, research that kind of lays out the battle plan. Uh, go to timandjohnshow.com, go into the email list, uh, sign up for that, and then we will be sending that out. Uh, you know, probably sometime in the next like two weeks. So, you know, because obviously, you know, I want to make sure it goes to the clients first, and they've already had it now for a couple weeks. And I just realized that my shoe is untied right now. But uh, yeah, and so maybe another way that they sort of, you know, the evil could be afoot in Bitcoin is that, you know, speaking of shoes and my you know, shoes I'm tired and evil afoot. Um, you know, if I have talked in the past about, you know, uh, interest rate risk and if you have a million bucks in a 10-year bond, the rates go up 1%, now your underlying value is 900,000, rates you are in a third-year bond, rates go up in... Nobody should be in a 30 year bond, but you're in a 30 year bond rates go 1%. Now your million bucks is now $700,000. Yeah, pretty painful. What if rates go up 2%? Okay, now you're at like 380,000 and you gotta wait 30 years to get your money back. And by then your money's not gonna be worth anything or you're gonna be dead. So I think what they'll do is there'll be some sort of crisis along those lines. And then to make you whole, they'll you know give you the money back in the C B D C but then it has to sort of like stay in that ecosystem especially if you were in a bond that was there for 30 years. So if you're in a bond for 30 years and you know the principal goes you know rates go up two percent and, and that's still like a pretty rosy scenario and uh, or rates go up three percent and you basically lose all of your money, I think the Federal Reserve will come in, they'll have a stable coin, they'll have a Fed coin, and at that point you'll uh, you know they'll make you whole on your money but then now your money will be in that system and because it was already a 30 year bond uh, they're going to sort of maybe force you into that or they'll have some other new bond or they'll have some sort of other new slave grid system to entice you into that or when there's a little bit some big calamity they'll have the universal basic income being paid out in a Fed coin and, and that actually was the first initial plan for the uh, 2020 CARES Act where Maxine waters version of that bill actually did call for a uh, Essentially fed coin to pay that out the initial twelve hundred bucks But then that was that was just a trial balloon to see if anybody would bitch I was the only person that basically bitched out there. I don't don't even know anyone else that's even reported on that a little bitched about it. I mean, there's probably others but uh, Same thing with the Bilderberg connection to, to Bitcoin like I was literally I mean, I remember uh, emailing Tone vays about that and then uh, and actually I, I met with a max guy and I got like a free Axe sweatshirt and I ended up giving it to Tone Vase to sort of uh, troll him and thought maybe i get a rise out of him or he might get mad and he actually liked it so uh, I failed in that regard and uh, yeah I mean as much as I'm not a Bitcoin Maxillist and I do believe in crypto I mean I do think that you know most people's holdings should be in Bitcoin and yeah um, you know, I am very bullish in the space, but the other, but there's only one Bitcoin, like Bitcoin for what it's trying to do being, in my opinion, more of like a chaos hedge, uh, you know, digital gold, which it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be, you know, a peer-to-peer electronic cash. Uh, but you know, sort of is what it is now that, uh, that nothing else is going to take take that over from like a proof of work mining standpoint but there will be you know others you know like decentralized exchanges you know you know so any for every attack there's going to be you know bitcoin being the honey badger of money and crypto being the honey badger of money that you know there's going to be answers to this and so they already have decentralized exchanges that already amount to like tens of billions of dollars of volume a day i'm pretty sure i don't have the numbers all time ahead but pretty sure like in the summertime it was like tens of billions of dollars unlike uniswap and sushi swap and pancake swap and trust swap and all these other ones, but the problem is there's high fees to do this stuff and we're still like in this infancy of you know what can really be done on that space, but you know, long term, you know, I am very bullish on that. But okay, you know, the government goes and shuts down all the exchanges. Okay, well now there's decentralized exchanges, which is why I saw an article about the IRS saying that they want to basically try to crack down on these decentralized exchanges, but then also start giving money or not giving money, giving information to local law enforcement about you know what you know what citizens in their you know tax cattle in their jurisdictions are you know trading cryptocurrencies and how they can you know try to combat terrorism and all this other stuff and you know if they wanted to combat terrorism you know they'd be going after the Federal Reserve I mean that's those are the, those are the real terrorists uh, or in Washington DC I mean that's that's where everything emanates from and, and actually the dollar is what most terrorists actually use uh, they're not using Bitcoin you can track Bitcoin it'd be stupid to use that and uh and who knows? They'll probably have some like anti-vaxer Alex Jones listener that you know that they stage as a patsy, when they were gonna use Monero or Pirate Chain or doing something, some privacy coin to probably Monero to uh, to bastardize all that and, and tie in with terrorists and things like that. So I mean. I mean just like they're trying to say that you know white supremacists are you know using cryptocurrencies or you know the white supremacists are like the darlings of uh cryptocurrencies are like the darlings of you know for white supremacists i mean they wouldn't have to resort to this level of propaganda if the situation was hopeless and they wouldn't have to resort to all this propaganda if you know they ultimately thought they didn't have to do it and so when you start calling people white supremacists and you start uh you know being at the point where you've got to just use all this hyperbole i mean obviously you're driving they're driving people away from their message and uh you know especially these truckers i mean these truckers are not you know hardcore anarchist guys like me i mean they're you know guys who just want to fucking play hockey and have their kids play hockey again and watch hockey and, and you know not have to you know be slaves and not have to be forced vaccinated uh you know three four five six seven eight nine ten you know but when you're going and you're you know scapegoating them and you're calling them white supremacists and Islamophobists and anti-semites which is weird that you're an anti semite and islamophobist and and racist and sexist and every other ist that's out there uh you know you're gonna drive more people to these ideas of freedom and speaking of freedom i did see a, <laughs> did see a uh uh, well, I mean, you know, somebody wrote the word freedom, uh, you know, in graffiti, uh, I forgot where, where it was at, somewhere in Canada, and they're like, Look at this anti vax messaging, what they've done. And so now, you know, if you write the word freedom, now you're an anti vaxxer. And so, you know, they really are driving more people to us, you know, every day. You know, I wasn't always on this side of things. Uh, matter of fact, when the first time I was ever on the radio, I actually made the statement, Oh, I'm not some like, like anarchist or anything and you know after about like, two months and before probably got in office already was at that point so uh yeah it just really comes down to how much understanding of this people have where in the in the matrix they are at understanding this level and you know i came from the republican side of things even though i went to a liberal art school in new york and i just knew that was bullshit but i wasn't really exposed to this information and then so i knew that all that was bullshit and then uh you know, gotten to the Ron Paul Revolution, uh, probably like in 2009, so I missed the 2008 go around because you know, when you go to liberal arts school, they don't actually tell you that you know, that there's you know, guys like Ron Paul and that there's uh, you know, third parties out there besides the Green Party. But you know, it's on me, I could have looked it up, but you know, this is also pre smartphone too, so mind you for that. Then uh, I was like, oh, I'm never voting for the for the uh, Republicans ever again if they after they railroaded Ron Paul, and then uh. You know, I was going to go for Gary Johnson and then uh, you know, Bill Weld, his VP, sort of being anti-guns. So then, you know, I was just like, you know, screw it. You know, Trump's not CFR. He's not Goldman Sachs. He's, uh, you know, talking about vaccines in a negative way. He's, you know, talking about 9-11, you know, talking about the Federal Reserve. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like an idiot, so I'm not going to hold my breath in this stuff. And uh, so I was, you know, willing to give it a shot because, you know, it really kind of pissed off all the people that pissed me off. And uh, and like literally immediately started you know calling him out and then having all the MAGA people hating on me for all the stuff that they should have been listening to me uh, all along, but you know sort of is what it is on uh, on that front. And, And it led me to where I am today and knowing that, you know, things are too far gone. It doesn't matter if you elect, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, you're not like no one can fix what is coming right now. But, you know, we have solutions. Cryptocurrency is one of those solutions. There's no way to turn around the debt. Money is debt or currency is debt. So the only way to get currency into, come on, Yoshi. The only way to get currency into existence is to create treasury bills and bonds root word of bonds is from bondage. You know, you're creating, uh, and the Fed is buying all the mortgages. Uh, the root word of mortgage would be mort, uh, which is, you know, and uh, basically in French it stands for death contract. So yeah, they're putting these bondages around our ankles. They're, uh, you know, absolutely, you know, sipping us seven ways to Sunday, and this whole, you know, total information you know basically full spectrum dominance that's going on and and for me you know having uh cryptocurrencies and bitcoin having privacy coins having gold and silver having you know some commodities that are out there having uh you know actually some cash on hand because i actually do think the dollar will get stronger during the initial phases of this which is very controversial and deserves its own video on this um you yeah, know i think all this stuff's important but anyways i am running out of batteries on this uh make, make sure to head to timandjohnshow.com to get the uh get that client webinar that i'll be sending out here in a couple weeks uh, we are uh hiring uh we are hiring other people right now that are coming on board. So we're not hiring new people right now. We're just new people that are already in the system that are coming on board as we speak. And uh, so because of that, I have lowered my minimums. So it was half a million dollars and now I've lowered it to five. sorry, $50,000. And basically you're still working with me, but uh, you know, as I have to train these people, so. You know, sort of getting the best of both worlds, and you know, sneak in at the lower level, and where we get you into crypto, crypto IRAs, get you into things we just mentioned, and you know, and a lot of times I make different recommendations where it doesn't even involve people having money, even with me. But you know, it's you know, I'm not trying to get everything, but. You know, there's pieces of the pie. You know, in terms of like having some gold and silver at your home, that's not in an IRA, and having some Bitcoin that's not with me. That's you know at home it makes sense. And obviously, you know, uh, you know having ammo at home, you are not going to have that with me. It makes sense. And um, you know, and this is not cookie cutter advice for every single person. You know, everyone has different needs. You know, it's the best thing to do is actually invest in yourself and to you know create some sort of a like cash flow business where uh, you know you can. Do your job from anywhere and uh, you know, that's probably gonna be the most important thing that you know, people really should do. So anyways, everyone's going to have different needs, everyone's going to have different outcomes and strategies and things that they need to do and that's things that we can help people work through. But anyways, uh, libertyadvisor.com, libertyadvisorshow.com, timandjohnshow.com. They all can sort of bring you back to the same place. But anyways, thank you guys so much. Tim and Yoshi signing out. It is, it is actually pretty hot today. It's, I don't know. It's got to be like 80 right now. Absolutely beautiful. Don't come here. I'm sick of the real estate prices going up. And uh, I'll talk to you guys anyway. Bye.